Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weirdos, weirdos, and weirdos. How the heck are the weirdos? Yes. Very good. Very good. Uh, I want to start off by saying we were off last week. And are we able to talk about what happened last week? Or are we, is that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Mr. Beckett had some stuff going on in his personal life. And I'm going to give the microphone to you, Mr. Beckett. So I had uh, two grandmothers still living, and I was uh, very close with both. One is my stepmom's uh, mom. And I uh, grew up with her or whatever. And uh, so she went into the hospital with the UTI. And I guess when you're elderly, like, that's a big deal. So she just went in to get the UTI, like, and risk not getting sepsis. Long story short, when she was under with, like, doing some procedures, she had, like, too many strokes and uh, heart attack. So my grandma goes in, UTI, doesn't come out. It was tough. It's like she was there for... For a handful of days, and it's the only person my stepmom has left, basically. So we were up there in, uh, I forgot what the name of the hospital was. I think it's uh, Cleveland Clinic. and Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, up there. Well, we're, we're glad you're back here. Thank we're here you. for you. If you need any kind of whimsy, if you need a snack, healthy, kale, or if you want to get dirty, I'm down for, for you know, because sometimes we can get some pizza going on over yeah. here. Let me do some dirty kale chips. Maybe some pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want, but we're here for your brother. And, I you appreciate know, it. It's, it's a common theme that we get with our emails all the time. People going through death and, and how to deal with it. And Vicky, you know, you being so a part of this kind of world, you know, they, they go to you when someone's passed away. You, you, you hear a Beckett. What are your thoughts and, and your, your opinion on how he should uh, be these days when, when he gets news like that? Well, I mean, I think that actually um, he has a really good belief system to begin with. And then um, hanging around with us, I think he's learned that the afterlife is maybe a little bit different than what That's true. he thought. So that should give him a, a good outlook. Um, he did message me and ask about a reading for his stepmother. But I did say wait a couple weeks, and the reason I say a couple weeks is because we are physically still around here for two weeks after we pass away. That's so awesome that you bring that up because that, that's one of the questions for Ask Vicky. And, and I bring up the example for, for Beckett, not to put it in layman's terms, but there's a lot of people that are listening right now that that's, they just lost a loved one, and they want to know how to kind of deal with that. It's kind of tough, especially if it's the first one that's a major player in your life. And, right. and, I, and I know you've been through it before. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so my dad's mom was my first, the first uh, someone close, and uh, so I lost that whole side, and that was really tough because I was close with them, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's one thing when you have friends, and you know that sucks. You know, I lost that friend during COVID, and you know and it was weird because he was like my high school buddy, and like he was kind of like that invincible kind of personality that threw me for a loop. But someone that was in your uh, often you know not necessarily every day but often in your realm mm -hmm. since you were a little tiny kid like until you know i just turned 40 it's a yeah. weird it's a weird yeah. thing it's a weird vacancy it is and i think when things like that happen you kind of i don't want to say reset but you kind of take you kind of you go all right am i doing this the right way am mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. am i spending too much time on that should i chase these passions because you know it, it smacks you in the face saying, we ain't here, we're not around here that long. Right. Morality check. So I have a builder that I work with. Listen to this story. So I just found out, he was a great guy, um, based out of Jupiter, does a lot of stuff for us in, in Wellington. He was on vacation driving an ATV, a tree fell on. Passed oh, wow. away. Jeez. Passed away. Yeah. When, when I heard it, I, I just, I didn't believe it. Like, I thought it was, you know, and, and the reason I bring that up is that that was another one of those moments in addition to my grandma where I'm like, man, like, you know, you, I've had those moments before, but you really like kind of remind you because, you know, I, you, I get real busy and I was laughing with my friends actually this morning. I hadn't talked to one of my buddies, good buddy of mine, in almost 12 months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and he lives in Delray. And I was like, geez, like, I've been just so busy, like running from one thing, like, Time yeah. just like flies by, and I don't know because I'm older or more aware of it. But yeah, moral of the story: definitely don't take it for granted. None of it, right, Vicky? Not a minute, because you just never know. Do, do you look back on any? And I'm not trying to make this an, an Oprah episode, <laughs> but we we did cancel the episode last week just because you know. Mm -hmm. And look, man, that that's what weird and whatever is about. We, we laugh, but I also want to get deep, and I, I kind of want to get down to how people do respond to death and. It's something we all, it's the one of the few things we all have in common. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely something to the stages. You know, you have the denial and you have the anger and all that kind of stuff. I actually did a reading the other day that was an absolutely horrible reading. The person was suffering from, the lo from a loss. Whatever I said, I figured out was not going to make a difference. She actually started yelling at me yeah. during the reading. She yelled at me a couple times and, uh, you know, several minutes in, I said, listen, I'm not the person that you need to talk to. You know, I'll try to find you a trance medium because I think that you need to hear these answers in your brother's voice. And the only way to do that is possibly through a trance medium. And uh, I returned her money. And um, I just... She wouldn't have responded no matter what I said mm -hmm. because she, she was there so with... angry. Yeah. She was still way too much in that angry stage. And, you know, I, I'm not out there at all to take money for no reason. And I didn't help her. So I gave her the money back. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think that's why mm -hmm. people do trust you is because you're not trying to be Sylvia Brown. No offense if you do like her. I got my opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying uh, you're not looking to make that green. You you want to help people. And if I know for a fact if I did something and someone goes, uh, you didn't help me, and I legit believed that I didn't help them, I, I don't want your money. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get that. And I think that's the right move. Right. And then the anger was so much that there were a lot of things I could have said. 
a lot of things that were coming through. But I knew with all that anger, I was wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Anger. Well, I'm glad we, we kind of morphed into that. It's, <laughs> it's a emotion that I think a lot of us struggle with. But we don't really talk about it. it it's not a cool thing to talk about how angry you get. If you, if you brag about how angry you get, you should be in a wrestling ring mm-hmm. or you're, you should be fighting with somebody. But I do think it's something that we, on the majority, struggle with. Denny's is a person that, that's got a very calm temperament. But that, that doesn't mean he doesn't suffer from an anger. For sure. You're able to maybe mm-hmm. mask it in a way. But we all suffer from anger, but we're afraid to talk about it on a certain level because you might appear to be... A monster, and you can't be a monster, but maybe we all are part monster. Mm-hmm. Is that is that too crazy? No, I, I think you nailed it. I mean, so I think it. With the, everybody looks at anger as a bad thing. It's always labeled as bad, and you have to work on your anger. But I mean, every emotion has its place. So it's more so just. I try to make it not the first emotion I jump to. I try to jump to another emotion first. Because anger, you can reflect back on and then decide, should I be angry about this or not? If you do it in the moment, it can be very just chaotic. And you'll do something where you, where you slam your computer down and the screen breaks. <laughs> and now, uh, I don't, now, now you can't do what, anything. Why are you looking at me, bro? <laughs> it's so we're, Humans are so weird. I was just thinking about it the other day because uh, kind of like you're working in the garden. You're doing some stuff. I'm kind of tidying it up around and just you'll pull a hose and it gets caught on a corner and you're so mad and you just you're yanking on it and then the it knocks over the thing that you originally were going to be i was planting a plant so you know it's like a so it's <laughs> so just th- it, th- it this, this is even more work for no reason that antidote is a personal real life example you were working on something and then the anger almost added more it caused more work inevitably <laughs> just because you get a tantrum if if it's too hot, you're everybody's like, oh, it's so hot. If it's too cold, the minute humans are uncomfortable, we just have to let everyone know how uncomfortable they are. We're just so fickle as a species. And I feel like we live in the time of drop the mic, bitch, fuck you, complain, dox, fuck this shit, you dox sucker. Vicky thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, like I just let, when I get angry, I just say it. And then mm-hmm. it's over in like, you know, a couple minutes at the most. And then I go about my day. Mm-hmm. If I kept it in, I would be the kind that would, you know, punch a door or, you know, do something do, like that. Does anybody have anger guilt here? Where you do Sometimes. something out of anger? Well, yeah. when you get mad, yeah, you, you, you react in a way because you, you, maybe you didn't sleep or maybe you are legit pissed off. Somebody really hit your buttons and they, mm-hmm. they touched something that pissed you off. Do you feel bad about that? And we were kind of talking about how anger, all of these emotions have a place. But if you overdo it, mm-hmm. it, it, it can lead to even more problems. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Anger can lead to more. I know for me, if I get mad at something, like I'm talking hurricane mad. Yeah. Within about three minutes, I know I should not have gotten mad. And I feel stupid, dumb, awful, ashamed. That's got to be something a lot of people feel. Mm -hmm. How do you get over that, Beckett? So I don't know that I'm quite as stoic as Denny's, but I'm... I also don't really get mad that often. Yeah, you're you're, you're a pretty and, mild temperament. Yeah, as well. and my friends uh, have said that have known me for a long time. You know, they may have seen me get really mad like twice, mm-hmm. and they're like, "It's 
freaking scary because they never <laughs> which is kind of cool it's like i kind of save my bullets right because you're, dog you're dangerous they're like that ah, i've never seen but but i thought of that because i actually also come back to baseline like very very quickly mm -hmm. um i don't i think i'm usually pretty good about not saying something i regretted um i'm not never really been a fighter like kind of guy mm -hmm. i don't really really get myself in trouble i think sometimes like i the only thing i can think of is i was in a relationship where communication wasn't the significant other's uh strong point and so it became a very bad habit of just not discussing things in the relationship so we'd go out to dinner and we'd have some drinks and then we'd get in an argument and then it would just like all of it would just come out yeah, you know. Well, well, I mean, if you've got some issues and you don't address them, and then you both go out with drinks, yeah, it's fucking over, baby. Oh, it's yeah. over. It's over. And, and Dude, then I, yelling. it's never gonna win. And then you know, wasn't like angry, angry, but like you know, voices were escalated yeah, yeah. a little bit, and you know, you're a little bit more sassy about what you're saying. And Real sassy. Like, nah, we, we've seen a sassy Beckett before. Yeah, and so the next day. I have regret oh, because right. I wasn't as eloquent as I could have been. Like I had so many good points and I just like blurted that thing out and, and she didn't fully appreciate it. And so I've had regret in those kind of anger situations. Anger emails are rough too. If somebody sends an email that pisses you off and you respond quickly to it and you don't read it all the way. I, I found an anger email from 2006 in my draft and it was <laughs> So funny. Oh, that's <laughs> when you look back at things that you write, you go, Oh I my mean, gosh. What a dick face. <laughs> I mean, the things that would make you mad. I, I really do have a theory with every, I would say about four to five years, we kind of shed some kind of a skin mm -hmm. to where the things we, th we worried about or cared about, they don't even come close to mattering anymore. The things right now, so how you're, you're 40 back in. Mm -hmm. When you're 45, you're, you're going to look back on the shit you're doing right now and going, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You no, know, And you also know that. Yeah. Vicky, thoughts? Well, the older I get, the less I care about a lot of things. <laughs> you like, call seriously. That, you call that wisdom. Why, why is that? I guess you get you you as you always say you've been to the show you've seen the strings kind of thing and you know I mean you realize how insignificant half of this stuff that you go through and that you worry about actually is for real that you have better understanding of what's important yeah and what's not and I think too the closer you get to that finish line and and again I think people think when you talk about death it's always depressing. I, I, I kind of don't look at it that way. I think we're all going to go through it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's kind of, let's let's open up ourselves to, to the understanding that it's all going to happen and maybe there's a way to not be so afraid of it right. if we talk about it. Yep. I think it just scares people, but it's it does. Uh, it's very healthy to talk about. I think it is good to talk about. You yeah. should talk about anything. I mean, otherwise it's just the elephant in the room, you know. You don't, don't or you... then you don't know how to confront it when it happens. You just yeah. don't even know what to or do. Or plan or discuss loved ones or yeah. or get a sense of urgency. Like I think that's one of the more underrated things. I use that in, in negotiation for real estate contracts all the time. Like a sense of urgency is so important. You know, they say if you make a goal, but you don't have certain things that get associated with it, like a time frame of it and all that. Then like you have to have like that Peter Pan, you know, Captain Hook, like the tick, tick, yeah. tick. Not in an annoying, like uh, anxiety type way, 
But you have to know that that is the ultimate outcome. However, whenever, wherever it happens, and if you if you if you decide just to put your head in the sand on it, I think you're doing yourself uh, injustice on how you probably should reframe. Because I think it helps you get to that wisdom where you start to very have a better understanding of what matters because you're thinking about the end. I, I love all that. Great insight, Mr. Beckett. Thank you. Vicky, when, when you've got a spirit that passes away that is kind of more spiritually intuitive, do they have an easier ride going to that classroom you talk about? You talk about that classroom after you die where you've got to learn things. And well, you not everybody this. has to go to a classroom. Some people, you know, if they didn't have a big lesson to learn or they hadn't done a lot of things horribly wrong then you don't have to go to a classroom. What is it though? Then why do, what kind of person would not have to go to a classroom? Or are we talking about a, uh, just a, just an average Gandhi? person. No, just an average Although person. Gandhi had, look into Gandhi. <laughs> hmm. um, <laughs> just an average person who didn't go out of their way to hurt people, who did everything with the best of intentions, had a pure heart, and those kind of things. The people that I've seen in classrooms, it could be anywhere from I've seen fathers who were emotionally cut off from their children, like then and their children's entire life. That dad never let them know that they were loved. And that person will be in a classroom until they learn that, oh, this is what I should have done with my children. Do you ever believe with what you've seen, let's say there's a father out there, he really shit the bed, did it all wrong. He's in that classroom, they go, all right, motherfucker, you got a chance to go back reincarnation style, but you got to kind of do some work. We're talking the first round back. It's a snail. It's a snail. It's going to be in a real... <laughs> it's going to be a long climb. <laughs> long climb, but then after you die as a snail, you become a fox. That fox a little sexy, you get a little bit more shine. And then you become a wombat. A wombat. <laughs> natural progression. Me and Denny's finish our thoughts all the time. <laughs> exactly. A wombat, Vicky. Thank goodness I've never been shown that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, it's a cute game. <laughs> By the way, love wombats. Oh, I think I do they're too. just, a, what a mis mystical creature back here. So in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the Bardo Thadal. If you want to skip the classroom that Vicky's talking about, you have to let go of your ego yourself and accept that we are all of the same exact energy. How do you do that, Denny's? It, well, that's the process. A lot of people don't do it a lot of times. What's the layman's terms? What, what's the cliff notes? If I'm at Walmart, I got to do a report on enlightenment. What do I get? So I guess the major, the main thesis would be that we all just are born from the same energy. So it's just a grouping of energy, and then you're put onto the planet to learn. You either evolve or devolve down the scale to where you become the lowest thing, or you skip the classroom and go to heaven, essentially. Beckett, we've got talks of classrooms uh, evolving. Heaven. <laughs> Thoughts. Uh, it's interesting. So when I was in, uh, did that Nepal Bhutan trip, they had uh, the Buddhists. We went to the Tiger's Nest, which was freaking epic. And <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I learned about because um, I never, you know, I knew the band Nirvana, but like I didn't really, yes, wasn't curious enough. That's to, what they see to Google. You young. So they have something <laughs> called yeah the mandala. 
right? Yes. And the mandala is the different levels where you go up and down. And then in the middle, the ultimate goal was nirvana, right? Based on how you live your life. I don't know. I, I, whether it's true or not, I like it. I like it. I like the story of it. I like. I mean, the, it makes as much the, sense as any yeah. of the others. Look, yeah. I'm always a fan of whatever kind of peace you can hold on to that gets you through the night. Right. My mom would always say, Jay Bird, just relax. Whatever gets you through the night. And I, th- I think there's a theory to that. Absolutely. Whatever gets you through the night to be at peace, to, to be quiet or still, whatever that means to mm-hmm. uh, my peaceful is going to be different than a Denny's whatever or a, a Ponton is. or a Beckett. Or a Viggy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, I, I love it. All good stuff. We are now going to go into a world known as... Ask Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> no theme song. No theme song. No theme song Yay! necessary. Because she's a legend. The silence says it all. <laughs> all right, Vicky, what are the most haunted places you've ever had to go to? And not only that... What are the most haunted places typically? Is it graveyards? Is it hospitals? Or is that all horse shit? Um, well, I wouldn't use the term horse shit, but I usually have found more activity in other places. Top uh, attraction type yes. place I've ever been to is the Cuban Club over in Ybor City. Um, there was a lot of activity in the theater, and there was also activity... Downstairs where I think they used to have a pool that was we used to have team members that would get sick all the time when they were down in that area and they'd actually have to leave the building and also in the ballroom. So is there a reason why you think that was so active history? There was just so much that went on in that place all those years and it just left memories and some people just didn't want to leave it i saw a a, a meme as the kids call them where (laughs) why are all the ghosts always being quoted from the 1920s and 1930s how come you you never hear a ghost say it's britney bitch yeah (laughs) well i mean i have not exactly those words but (laughs) modern day ghosts yes can you touch upon that i've been places where the spirits that are in the home that are earthbound hadn't died too long ago. Well, that morphs into the next question, Denny's. Oh, so nicely. <laughs> How long does it take for a haunting to happen after the death? Let's say I die. I get killed, murdered, and cold blood back at Hatchet. Bearded man. It's awful. How <laughs> long does it take for me to be able to start... <sighs> it just depends on your level. And, and I hate to use TV, you know, a movie as an example, but, you know, like in Ghost, he had to learn how to manipulate the environment. So as soon as you can figure out how to manipulate, haunt on. People yeah. are asking me because we talk about this stuff all the time and I'm obsessed with it. You're obsessed with it. They said, well, if Jay Bird did get murdered, because I'm always talking about that, <laughs> wouldn't he know if he's going o- across the other side, he'd kind of already have a knowledge of what's going. He wouldn't be bewildered, scared. He would kind of already have a quarterback type of feeling of all right there's that him and vicky have talked he's in that world uh what are your thoughts on that i I would probably more i I come off like a hot mess but wouldn't i kind of crush it if i got murdered yeah oh yeah yeah i'd be so fucking ready he'd be so excited about it (laughs) (laughs) i'd be fucking pumped (laughs) no i wouldn't be no i wouldn't be pumped about the murdering the stabbing would be awful, Denny's. But the crossover with the light and the fucking flowers yeah. and the unicorns. And the people coming. 
to help Whoa, you. Whoa, Vicky, what kind, of, <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? What Nirvana <laughs> G-rated. The people G-rated. coming. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by Everybody that? Everybody has people that come for them when it's their time. And I wouldn't be freaked out by the people who'd come no, for me, right? because they always send familiar people. It's the people who love you that come for you. Now, if I was a murdering son of a bitch. Then you may have people assigned to you. If you didn't have loved ones who actually cared about you, then they would assign people to come. They have, they have people assigned. So when, when you are killed... Or murdered or died naturally. It doesn't have to be a murder bird. Uh, you you have a set of people that do come to almost kind of say, "Hey, you're dead now, Beckett. Let's go ahead and right. move along." And if Beckett's a pure soul, he has people that are going to be nice. He recognizes. But if, if, if Beckett's a cheating son of a bitch, cheating in right. the sense of killing people, a terrible person, he's gonna have he's gonna have a different kind of set of people. Right. I mean, and again, disclaimer, this is just what I've been shown. I've been shown that some people, when they go to the other side, they're actually assigned. I was told by a psychic that I am going to be one of those people that is assigned to come back to pick up the worst of the worst. The serial killers, you know, regular murderers, people who, you know, committed all these crimes. It's going to be my job to get them to the other side. Plot twist. You go first assignment. All right, Vicky, we love you. You're great, very talented. You have to go pick up some serial killers. And there's, you know, 12 people. The 11th guy that walks in, it's Denny's. What do you think? Oh, jeez. Well, I'll be shocked. I mean, I mean, shocked AF. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. It's all part of the plan. So I was wondering if it was binary, right, in terms of being a sign. Like, so if you're good then you don't necessarily need it. If you're a serial killer, you get assigned to people. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say a person that got a lot of speeding tickets, you know, someone that wasn't a great parent to mm-hmm. one of their kids. And, you know, there's all kinds of different things. Does You, you think it's kind of binary or there's always as on the As long scale? as you're loved and you have someone on the other side who has some kind of connection to you and cared about you or at least cared about someone who may have created you, like, Mm. say, you know, great-great-grandfather, who may never have met you but loved, you know, one of their family members and you were related to them, then they would probably be assigned. Mm. Yeah, it's only the people that are really, really bad. And only one time during a reading did I say, did I see Reapers coming for somebody. And and if you just tuned into the podcast, layman's terms, Reaper. Um. Some of the they to, when I saw them, I didn't realize they were reapers, but their job is to take people who are really bad and make sure it's almost like that police escort to the other side to make sure they don't pull any mm-hmm. funny business and go directly to that classroom. Damn. When I saw them, I didn't know what they were. They look like men in black because they were dressed in black suits, sunglasses, expression list and I called my shaman and I said okay this is what I just saw coming for this old lady and she goes those are reapers now that's does, that faceless agent right does it take away the scariness if all of a sudden when you see the reapers you hear here comes the men in black <laughs> I, I think it kind of yeah, does it ruin take, the moment of it, it would yeah. ruin yeah. the horror like alright these motherfuckers maybe fear the reaper would be more appropriate yeah. more haunting I, yeah. I would agree with that and ask Vicky can one use tarot cards and be a psychic like yourself mm-hmm. and also be a ghost investigator? Because I know a lot mm-hmm. of times 
tarot card readers, they kind of have their own set of rules. Witches and, and people that uh, practice the Wiccan world. Is that, is, it, is that Wiccan? Is, is that how they say it? Wiccan? Mm-hmm. Are, is it more of subsets? Can you cross over? Can you be like a pitcher? And I know people fucking hate sports analogies. But can you have a fastball, a curveball, and a slider, meaning... Fastball yeah. being over. So people, <laughs> there's, shut, different, shut the fuck up, <laughs> there's different people that use tarot cards. Some people use them specifically and follow the little things that are on there. Okay, you pick this one. It's next to this one. This is what it means. But there are some people that simply use it as a kickoff start for their own ability. Just like I use pictures as my kickoff point for my ability in a reading. So they could use the cards just to get them started, but they're not reading the specific rules that are inside the cards. You Can love you? you love pictures. Yeah, well, pictures are that's my thing. So oh, I got a couple. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple pictures for you. <laughs> we should do that. That would be a good segment for the weird and whatever. Where we all present a picture. If we're all able to put a picture up, I got a picture I want to show you. Where you need to read their energy and tell me. Are, are, am I dealing with a fucking psycho? Are or, you going to follow what I say, though? That's that's the thing. I, I followed what you said the last time. What are you talking? Why are you giving me? Did you, why, why did, you did me? you did you cease all communication at the yes. point that I told you? Okay, absolutely. Did he? Did he, Denny's? Yeah, he, I mean, he, okay. don't, he don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> okay. he's he's in the back because he's my soldier, and I fucking <laughs> love him for that. But with that said, I did. I already knew the answer, though. It's almost like sometimes people, you know, need, need an ear. Becky comes to me bitching about something. Five years ago, three years ago, maybe even two years ago, I'm going to try to solve your problem. I've kind of learned 95% of the time, motherfuckers just want to vent and you go, yeah, man, that's fucked, Beckett. You're right, man. It does. Unless you legit say, Jason Pennington, how should I handle this situation? (laughs) I shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. That'd be a great bit. Which part of that? Everyone asked Jaber what they should do in that situation. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would be great. For well, you know what? How about we flip the script, and instead of me reading the pictures, we let you read them. Oh, I love it. That's a way for you to open up too. You've oh, always yeah. wanted to help, you know, develop your gift. So we can do that instead. Someone also asked me, could Vicky put Jaybird? Through a psychic boot camp, kind of like mm-hmm. a, a two week process where we're going balls to the wall, nards to the hards. We are just going deep to the Jeep yeah. and we really <laughs> get better. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. level up, as they say in the video game world. Yeah, no, you right, absolutely <laughs> could. You absolutely could. But couldn't, couldn't anybody, though? Yeah. If you're the shittiest psychic on the planet, you have no psychic abilities. Can you do a boot camp to where you level up and you're a little bit more in tune? You'll be a little more in tune if you, just like I've used the analogy of I could learn how to play the guitar, but I could never play like Prince because he was a genius and that was just in him. Same thing with psychic ability. I could put a bunch of people through a boot camp and some people are going to be A students when they leave because they had so much natural ability and it really is their gift. And then you're going to have some C students. Mm -hmm. You hear uh, Vicky talk about Prince... 
you hear her talk about his musicability, Denny's. It was very high. And she says nobody could do that. O- only Prince could do that. I mean, not not all. No, no. I'm saying the difference. Like I'm using me as an example. Could I learn how to play the guitar? Absolutely. Could I ever play. play like him? No, that's but not my gift. I guess my question to Denny's would be: let, Let's say from age two, mm-hmm. Vicky was trained to play guitar like a Prince. Could she play guitar like a prince if she had the discipline? Now, Prince had the passion, so which made him have the discipline. That's what's different. I yeah. bet you could get to the same level of musicianship he was at, but Prince did have that X factor where he's very engaging to watch. Well, now, he bled he, music. I mean, that was his soul. He wasn't doing anything. In some songs, he would hit two notes, and it was just so well done because it's emotional. My question isn't that he wouldn't, be more passionate with his playing because I feel like if you passion is the greatest for sure if you love something you're gonna love it and yes. you're gonna be the best and there's gonna be feeling behind it but if Vicky was also at age two forced to play just to be the you best guitar player until she's 25 for but, sure but yeah technically could I hit everything but without the passion for it especially if I was made to without that inbred passion for music it still is not going to sound the same and that's true because think about uh brian may from queen he has a distinct sound when you hear him play it's because he you know cultivated and he's got that x factor again because there's a lot of people that play just as well as that guy that was a test and you passed it with flying colors my friend music and art is (laughs) a weird one (laughs) yeah no you're so right i think everything on this planet flourishes if there's passion behind it you mm-hmm. could take vicky you could take prince prince loves it vicky's doing it mm-hmm. and prince is going to win because there it's just there's more, it reflects more love man there's yep. more fucking soil behind it there's more water right. and i still think that that's one of the reasons i'm pretty successful when it comes to readings because i feel it and i want to truly help people and I think that's the the factor that's a little bit different for me than some other people. A hired gun. What do you think, Beckett? You, you, we're talking about Prince, soil, love for psychic. So I was just trying to think of an analogy. <clears throat> and in athletics, you could have the exact same coach, exact same training, you know, the exact same passion. And then, you know, you can't be Usain Bolt, you know. Uh, so athletics mm-hmm. is different than... But, I, but I, I think that it's got to be factored in there, whether it's art or music. There, there are going to be some people that just their hemisphere of their brain is a little bit more. They lined up. They found the right thing they were good at. Yeah. And I think maybe that's part of the reason they're passionate for it. Yeah. Right. Because they're good at it at two years old. Right. And that was like that book by uh, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Outliers. So because they, you know, like Montessori school tries to let a child follow what they're strong at in the mm-hmm. beginning to like see which direction they go and then try to foster that. You know, I think Prince probably went to music, mm-hmm. you know, when he was there and then, you know, people have their different strengths and their interests and their He passion. might have had a disciplined background on top of the fact that he already was drawn to music. Well, so then he was forced to play more often. You have a, a perfect storm of awesome where you have discipline meeting passion, I mean, meeting talent. I mean, meeting opportunity too. His dad was a musician. Yeah. So, so I mean, it all is all exposure. But I, I do want to say that there's a sometimes a passion deficit. I think passion can really light a whole fucking situation for yourself in a way on such a positive level. Passion makes 
the world work if you allow 100%. it to make it work. But I think sometimes people think passion's stupid. The no. trend is to be cool and yeah. not have passion or well, care. I'm, when, when I get excited about something, I get dorky. When yeah. I'm passionate, I'm like, I, my words don't make sense and I'm fucking, ah! I, it, it's not cool mm-hmm. to be passionate. But that is legit the one thing that makes it work. It, it, it's a huge ingredient. In I, I'm the opposite. For success. I'm yeah. the opposite. I kind of fell into my career um, with my, I, I mean, I majored in finance and real estate, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. My lacrosse coach recommended me out to the polo club. That's how I ended up in horse country. And, uh, you know, who am I to complain? It's been a nice career mm-hmm. for me. But I never grew up as a kid being like, Mom, I want to go sell a condo. <laughs> you know, like, sure. That was just never the thing. So so it's <laughs> always. like an astronaut or yeah, something. Yeah, it's always. I mean, I love animals and the environment mm. especially animals and you and know look that gets keeps me, the lights on yeah like i like i was coming back on a on a plane trip and i was watching this documentary and i was like crying on the plane and i was like jeez like what a what a loser i am but yeah, i'm like I'm passionate about it eating too much soy so boy there you go <laughs> no i'm just kidding I'm too many kidding. kale chips i'm totally kidding so, so i like but i've been always looking for that passion because when i'm passionate about something uh, like I was passionate about Brightline. My friends were annoyed. They're like, you work for Brightline? Like, why do you keep on talking about Brightline? And I was like, dude, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But that's been one of my um, issues with real estate. If I have a listing I'm passionate about, no one will outsell me. Yeah, I, I feel that way. And I think sometimes we uh, have a definition of success. You have to be uh, the best, the number one. I really believe whether it's being a ghost investigator or a real estate agent, a radio person, a musician, whatever it is, you may not be the best, the number one person that is the Tom Brady or the mm-hmm. the prince, but if you love something so much that you do have passion, you will be successful mm-hmm. on some level. And then you have to kind of ask yourself and maybe change what that definition of success is, but... If you're making a living on something you legit love, that's a level of success. Absolutely. Uh, if if you're not able to do that and you're able to have a hobby that gives you a passion, that gives you peace of mind that the people that are doing the passion level on their job don't get, that's a win. Right. It's all perspective, but I think we don't have that much time. Yeah, we and don't. That's why it's been frustrating to me that I haven't been able to like go work my passion we really don't have much time on this planet and i I don't mean that as a uh depressing thought i mean that as almost a wake-up call going man do something you really want to fucking do that not only inspires you but the people around you i know that sounds so cheese dick kind of braveheart but sometimes you kind of need a little cheese cheese dick in your life is good you need Mm. a little cheese dick someone sometimes you need a little cheese dicking yeah Sorry, that was a little hard. No, please, please don't use that. Sorry. Term. <laughs> <laughs> like seven it may not so. mean the same to you guys, but it. Oh. I apologize. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I watched Braveheart the other night. I'm a little pumped up. Oh, I watched it. I watched it recently too. It, 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 it gets you pumped up. It makes you you hate the injustice of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it just knows that you could die at any point. Again, not to be depressing. Just go for it. What are you waiting for, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for? Whatever. If you love her, tell her. If you want to build it, build it. If you want to buy it, buy it. Yeah. What are you waiting for? If it falls into your right, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Don't well, buy it if you can't afford it. When the show's over, we're going to arrange for your boot camp. 
Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, that would yes. be that'd be fun. I'm I'm down. I'm ready, Vicky. Hone. I'm ready to bloom and fly. <laughs> uh, great job on the ass, Vicky, y'all. That was awesome. Clapping I think intro, it, clapping outro. <laughs> I think it might be time for some. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Denny's Random Facts. Oh, the sweetest of Denny's. He does a great job looking on the internet, finding great factoids. I've learned a lot from a Denny's. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Amen. Bicycle face? Holy shit. Oh, that's always the example. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back. Nothing's organized. You won't be able to find it on the internet, but yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Listen to 12 of them. Yeah. Maybe possibly not find it. And you'll get the charm of the podcast. Uh, Vicky is our educator. She grades our sweet Denny's. If she loves it, she gives him an A. If she hates it, she's been known to give the F, throw the D, all of the above. Denny's, the floor is yours. All righty. So you were just talking about this, so I'll touch upon it. But you just watched Braveheart. They had Prima Nocta, where the king was allowed to have the first, I guess, sex with yeah. your wife when you got married. I think it wasn't only the king. I think it was the king's officers as well. That's even worse. Yeah, I think you could be a... You I could be a, like the duke of the land. A general, right? whatever the fuck the... the Whatever it is, and they go, I am here for the king because that's the part of mm-hmm. in Braveheart where he goes, I'm here on behalf of the king. So I guess it's his consorts as well. Ugh. But so that wasn't the only effed up rule they had, too. They also had something called buttocks mail, which was a slang term that the Scottish came up for back in 1595. That back in the day, which it was a very big deal to not have sex before your wedding day. Wedding day was supposed to be the first. So they would tax anyone who was reported having sex before being married, and you had to pay a tax for it. And you actually would get rewarded for narking out people about having sex. Oh, jeez. It's just, they had taxes for everything. Makes me feel weird, Vicky. My stomach kind of feels odd. Thoughts? Great. See, damn, for cheeky. We'll see. You, <laughs> I was told this. I don't know how how <laughs> that wasn't the C I was thinking uh, of. But. How accurate it is, but supposedly the f bomb came from that fact. F- uh, fornication under consent of the king. That's what they say. That's what they say. What a fucked up rule, man. It, it does <laughs> that part in Braveheart. It, it, if you have not seen Braveheart, I apologize. Oh, I know people get mad if they so haven't seen something. It. That part makes me so angry. Yeah. Oh, I almost have to fast forward at times. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch. But then when Mel Gibson goes in there, I'm sorry, not Mel Gibson, the character. Yes, um, William Wallace. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, William Wallace. He goes in there and he fucks everybody. I love a great revenge movie. No, that's man. good. Love revenge movies. He's that's got a... another good revenge movie too. Payback. <laughs> And uh, give me back my son. 
Oh yeah, ransom. ransom yes. Uh, the act or the uh, character, not the actor. Again, yes. Uh, so I, I I found another fact, and it stumbled me into this fact, and then I'll go back to the other one that brought me to this one because I just can't believe. Again, we're talking injustices. How this could. So the most toxic town in the United States is called Kotzebue. It only has a population of about thirty five hundred people. But the funny part is they didn't even know they were the most toxic area until a report came out in 2016 and somebody presented it to the mayor and the guy goes, oh my gosh. It turns out they had 756 million pounds of toxic chemical. It's the highest concentration in the United States. I apologize. I'm so entrenched in 2023. I thought it was toxic masculinity. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're talking toxic waste. Well, it turns out that the Red Dog Mine, they started investigating after they found out they were the most toxic city, uh, which lies 82 miles north, was dumping waste, and it was floating their waters, and they became, unbeknownst to them, the most toxic. So anyway, they tried to combat this, but they the, the mining service uh, fought them, and they bought a lease to continue to mine f- till 2031. So there's nothing they can do until 2031 to uh, then conflict this again. But 3,500 people living in a town, this would be like you living in gardens, and now you just are surrounded by toxic waste. You just learned that you're in the most toxic waste area. Crazy. It's like that. Bro- What's that famous movie with the attorney, Brockovich? Aaron Brockovich. Swamp Aaron. thing? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Bro- yeah. Yeah. But so anyway, the fact that brought me to that one was there's a town in Canada. Just what would you do again? The biggest, uh, the, the export import that they had there was fish. So they had a giant fishery and the entire town worked in the fishery. Well, in uh, 1995, the fishery went out of business and it got abandoned. Well, nobody thought anything about it for 10 years until some of the canisters and everything they abandoned there started leaking and it became toxic. All of the rotted fish. Well, now it's 22 years after that or 17 years after that. And now the stench in summer is so bad that people have to wear masks. From 22, 22 years ago? Yeah. Vicky, what the fuck? What's happened is it's leaked, and now it just leaked even into the water, and it, the stench is so bad. But it's in Canada, so the only good thing is when it's cold, it keeps it at bay. But they have services in that town they don't have in normal towns where they, they have services that come out and seal your house, and you can't go outside without wearing a mask. But here's the thing. They hired a company to clean it, that company was illegally dumping it and got sued. So they lost all of their money. Now the town's too poor to pay for the toxic waste to be removed from the, the toxic fish waste to be removed from there. What, what would you do in a situation? Who handles a situation of that caliber? Vicky Rant. Uh, uh, well, first of all, first of all, I'm pissed that they just left the poor fish there to die. Well, so it was all processed, left, and they just abandoned it. So what if it was half processed? If it wasn't even, yeah, there was tanks of fish there. There was canned fish that eventually seeped out of the cans and barrels and vats. Gross. The fact gets an A, but those people are going to go to a big old fucking classroom. Oh! <laughs> they get an H for hell. Hell. Yeah, look at if anyone wants to look it up, it's a Canadian town, but they the fishery went out of business. What do you do in that case? Beckett, you hear all this. What's all that about? Can- Canada? I know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are always into <laughs> You guys are always into the serial killer stuff. Uh, Have you heard of this method? It's called geographic profiling. Yes. So it's based on bees. 
and how bees farm. So you, you know this one? Yeah. Oh, all right. No, but no, please go on. Well, so yeah, anyway, <clears throat> they realized that serial killers, using this method and noticing how bees behave, they notice serial killers behave a lot like bees. They commit crimes close to home, but far enough that neighbors don't get suspicious, similar to bees who collect pollen near their hive, but far enough so predators can't find them. Scientists used an algorithm following bee behavior, and they've been able to catch the patterns of serial killers and where they could be located based on this technology, based on bumblebees. And Isn't that they- crazy? Wow. Or, or you can just take someone's Google search history. Man, <laughs> that, that is a very easy way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's getting harder to murder, and that's a good thing. Yeah. They're, well, now they're using – they just noticed that there was a similar pattern because – if you think about it, you want to be close to where you, it's not an inconvenience to your life, but it's also you don't want it to be your next door neighbor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, especially if you're more intelligent. You got some of these murderers out there that they are so dumb. They'll kill five people in their own town and they're, right. they walk down the street with the blood mm-hmm. and the axe. But then the B theory where you got a little bit more of a thought process yes. there. Go, I'm going to travel out oh so far because I am. I'm out of that 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 little area, but I'm just comfortable enough to stay out on that mm-hmm. outer rim. It's crazy, man. They just—it's just funny how everybody how patterns occur. Just how they how how there's so many patterns that repeat. It really is crazy how how we just are creatures of behavior. Well, he's going to oh. repeat a pattern. That's another A. Oh, yeah. oh, Vicky with the play on well, words. He, he had me at serial killer. <laughs> I, yeah, I know you guys like killers. I put that one in the middle there. I'm just so glad I'm not the only weirdo now into murder. All right, so this <laughs> murder specials, specials. <laughs> now it's mainstream. Oh, everyone loves murder specials. Yeah, I'm not weird anymore. Well, for that. That's funny. Uh, Denny's, give us a couple right, more. So crushing it, kid. This one I'm very excited about because it's insane. Uh, so there used to be an instrument called the clavier, which was called the cat piano. It was a musical instrument made out of cats. I'm going to put a picture up on the television here. What? What do you mean? Well, so here, I'm going to pass around a photo. You guys can look at it as I read this fact. Oh, my God. It was designed in the 17th century. German scholar uh, put it together. It consists of a row of cats with different pitched voices, and it can be played with a keyboard by driving nails into their tails. Oh, oh my God. My <laughs> gosh. What, what country is that in? It was a German device. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Oh, man. Good God. I was so hyped when I found that. Because it's so <laughs> mind-fucking. Because it's yeah. absolutely the most psychotic no, thing I've ever seen. I can't. That, Becky. That's, Bananas. Uh, Vicky's uh, torn up. We're, we're, we're all. Oh, it's so great. Man, people are so fucked up. They just sat around Even and Even 50 years ago, people are fucked, man. Let's get a bunch of cats. Vicky, and... what's going on with all this? Oh, it's amazing. I don't even know how to grade that. Yeah. I, I'm at a loss. You uh, want to give it an A? Cause it, it... I'm going to go with C for cat because <laughs> uh, that's the best I can do because I really want to give it an F for the fuckers who thought to uh, be I dog. get it. I get that, it. That's a, that's a straight up I A. I get it. You know it's an A. We all, we all know it's an A. Yeah. You can't give it an A because it's so horrifying. Yeah, it's so cruel. But we all need to know about that shit. Yeah, because I mean, 17th that wasn't century that wasn't even that <laughs> long that ago. Long man. ago, back in. It's crazy. But it, oh. it, it is it, it is a long time ago. It is. It <laughs> is. I mean, jeez, it's a long time ago. There was a. It's funny how quick 
technology really made time speed up because for a long time it took a long time to well, do things. I feel like everyone was killing everybody in such a barbaric way, and then all of a sudden, trains. Yeah, cowboys are dead. And hey, that 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 in movies. It's like a civilized age. And then hey, we don't kill anymore. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel like it went. Yeah. So I was watching some TV show and I had to Google to see if it's weird. So the Louisiana Penitentiary once a month, uh, or I think they do they do it once a year, but they do it like a couple times during the fall. They take prisoners and it's called rodeo, uh, rodeo poker or prison rodeo or something. And they actually put the prisoners and they play cards in the middle of the rodeo while a bull goes oh, wow. back Random. and forth. And I was like, this is like gladiator. Well, who thought of this? And like people are in the stands and, you know, people are getting gored. This still, ha- as far as I Th- understand, it still happens. That's the sickest shit I've heard. And I would absolutely pay for that on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will eventually be that running man movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're animals. And, and we want to be entertained. Are you entertained? <laughs> You're right. It's crazy. Well, sweet Denny's, I think you fucking nailed it. That was great. Great, great round. Pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> great round. <laughs> uh, let's bring yeah. a Joe Ponton, a man on the streets. A Joe Ponton, the newest member of the Weird Whatever podcast. He goes out there. He's always on the beach. He's always looking for weird shit. And the question here, Ponton... We haven't been uh, together in about two weeks. Give us about, I don't know, two minutes of breaking the microphone and... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, brother. And uh, tell us what you had seen out there. Just be in the ministry. Give us the weird shit that's out there. What what do people need to know about locally? So there has been actually a lot of uh, uh, UFO activity locally lately. And, Uh, and, And go on about that. So, so just weird lights that have kind of appeared and disappeared. Uh, not satellites where they're they're, you know, you see them cruising across the sky. It's it's happened a lot. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, now you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we've seen a lot of it. And and ironically, this morning at 4:30 there was a rocket launch, the Falcon 9, and both of the last two launches that I've seen that have been in that late morning, you know, late night, early morning hours, uh, there have been shooting stars or what appear to be shooting stars right over the top of the rocket on one of the videos I got today again all of us that were there there were only five of us but we saw the shooting star right above the rocket once again it's it's been pretty well here's here's what the the dick faces of the Mm -hmm. world and I mean that in a nice way Meaning the people that are to call you out saying, Joe Ponton, you limp dick motherfucker. You saw hey. nothing but a shooting star. Hi, yes, limp dick, no. What would, <laughs> you, what would you say going, all right, uh, I think it wasn't uh, a drone. I, I, it wasn't a star. What, what would you say to those people? You show up. I mean, get your head out of your ass and look around. Do, but do, do, do you really think those were UFOs? To, to everyone around us? Unexplainable, yes. Completely unexplainable. By definition, they are UFOs because they were unidentified. They yeah. were flying and they were objects. Yeah, but I, I, and I agree with that. But people counter if it is then confirmed it's not. And If it's I'm, not, then it's an IFO. All yeah. I'm saying is it, if it's a drone, do we know it's on a drone? No. Uh, you, when you see stuff that's way, I mean, it's out of our atmosphere, that's when it's, it's a satellite or something and then just disappears. 
Uh, there were four of us on Saturday of last weekend. Uh, we were, there was the first day that you were supposed to be able to see the uh, comet that's yeah. coming through. Um, so we went to uh, uh, Coral Cove on Jupiter Island, and it was kind of a symphony of lights that when I would flash my military light that goes, you know, really shines bright and you can focus in on a point, there would be response back. So, it was, And we haven't even talked about this. I want to go on record right now. Joe Ponton's coming here and say he had flashlight communication and I with can the have, UFO. And I can have someone collaborate exactly the exact same thing that I saw. Do you have video of this? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I do have a photo that I was going to show you guys later because um, I didn't have a chance to kind of review it. We were looking at the sunrise, pre-sunrise, and what appeared to be... I, I was going to sound cheese dick as hell. Mothman looking. The two people that were with me thought it landed on my screen on my phone. Are you trying to claim this is Mothman in the Juno Beach area? No, I think that actually something dark has been around me lately. Dark? Yeah. Like, not happy. What, what do you think, Vicky? Did you sense? Well, he and I had talked about yeah. me trying to figure out what's going on. So in, in the photo, and Denny's, if you want to hand me my phone, it looks like wings are shooting through. Ooh, this has got worse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like. No, <laughs> uh, we got it. We got it. You know, we're, we're, we're going to take it all, only because there's bongo sound. Do, 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 do. We, got to fi we have to fix that in yeah, mind real I'm quick. Yeah, I'm counting on You can probably just hold uh, it out of yeah, it. Yeah, just turn that on. Mute. Mute. There you go. Uh, yeah, if there's a, uh, a Mothman situation. So you use mine? Do you want to? I, I, no, we're okay. good. Right. Uh, if there's a Mothman situation, there, there, there's a lot going on in this story right now. We've got UFOs and flashing lights. We've got Mothman situations. So the flashing light was like that movie, uh, Close Encounters, the third kind, right? With, um, uh, is that, uh, what's that guy's name? <laughs> uh, Richard yeah, Dreyfus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Richard Dreyfus. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's gorgeous. What is that? Oh, well, hold on. L let, me, let, let me see your phone. Uh, we're kind of falling apart here. Um, there is the picture right there on my camera. You can see it if you're listening audio. I would describe it. Uh, go ahead, Beckett. Describe that to the people. If, they, if they're just listening, what kind of picture is that? It looks like the camera had like a long exposure, and I'm not sure what the what the lower thing, but you know you obviously have the sky and you have the lights coming up. It's, it's weird. It almost looks like the sky is the bottom. Uh, so I, I saw Joe Ponton shake his head at your comment, mm -hmm. and now we have entered a weird and whatever debate. Ding ding ding, <laughs> Mr. Ponton. Uh, what is what is Vicky? De Denny's is a. Vicky's gonna go ahead and give her opinion on this picture. Beckett thinks there's light exposure. Ponton thinks it's aliens, and I want to do a debate. Well, I think it's like a long exposure, like on a camera, like where you can see the light. But it almost looks like the stars are down instead of up. If we release that on the internet, let's go ahead and put that up. I like that. Let's put it up. Let's get the debate going. Is this legit? Ponton, would you say that right there, the picture you're talking about right now, you're, you're trying to tell me you think that is an alien type? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so what that image... 
just before that image was taken, I took an image just before and an image just after because what appeared on the screen of the camera, it looked like it was on this side because it was so big and it looked like a a human moth, a human Gotcha. Figure. And then what showed up, sorry, what showed up on the image and there's three consecutive photos, so that's a, it's not an extended. Uh, it's not like exposure. a large exposure. No. So uh, l- let me cut to the chase here, j- just so we can kind of clean up for the audience. Are you trying to say that there's a Mothman on Juno Beach? And again, I'm not trying to be sexist. A, a Moth woman, Mothman, or a Moth person? <laughs> I'm saying more that there's a dark energy that's been around me that I'm not happy with, and I wasn't the only person that saw that, and we decided that that had to be a bug. Because what we thought it was makes me uncomfortable. Okay, well, I think you and Vicky need to sit down, get some audio, and see what's going on. I love it. Get on the street, baby. Get on the beach. Give us that that report. Give it up for a Joe Ponton. Woo woo! Mothman. Happy looking. The Mothman coming. And send me all three the consecutive pictures. Sweet Denny's. You hear thoughts of Mothman and Juno Beach? Thoughts. The Mothman, yes. Or a dark, a dark energy. Do you ever get people... I mean, that could be defined different you, ways. you ever get people saying, I've got a beach ghost, Vicky? Not often. Really? Not why, often. why would that be? I don't know. Why would ghosts not be around beaches or Maybe the I just don't know people except for Ponton that hang out on the beach. Is it possible that ghosts maybe be insecure to show off their beach body? Is that possible? Well, some people would claim that they you would more likely run into something if water is conducive for activity. Some people think it deters it. Some people think that it uh, will enhance it. So it depends on your school of belief. But as far as if, it, if there were some type of Mothman presence on Juno Beach, um, the one way we would find out for sure is that Mothman always appeared before tragedies. Yes. So if there is something major tragic that happens that multiple people are involved, then we're going to have to explore the Mothman thing. Let yeah. me ask you this. Do you believe in Mothman? I think that something happened in, it was your state, I believe, West Virginia is yeah. where Mothman originated. Um, I There's a lot of accounts and they're very similar and it was a time before you had the internet where this person said, oh, mm-hmm. I, oh, they just saw such and such. Oh, yeah, I saw it too. Blah. This is before that. This is people who didn't necessarily know each other that had very similar experiences and saw the same thing. Is it possible Mothman could be an entity of sorts that's I mean, it just Mothman's a definition, Beckett, like gravity or soil? Yeah, I mean, I, if you see the old uh, circuses and carnivals, they used to have like crazy, crazy stuff. Like, uh, you know, it's medically explained later, like elephant titus, or you know, you have some guy that's like eight feet and some guy that's like three feet. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting. I mean, I've I've scrolled through some of those old things of these traveling circuses, and it blew my mind some of these things that they had. So I don't know, and it's from West Virginia, so <laughs> almost heaven. Uh, we got about ten minutes left. If yeah, you guys almost. can. Uh, <laughs> bear, bear with us uh, We got an email here Dear Weird Whatever I heard Bird talk about mood interrupters Could you please explain what that means In a little bit more detail Yeah, a, a mood interrupter 
I feel like people that struggle with depression or everybody struggles with depression or the blues. We all do. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's times where we can kind of uh, get a little in our own thoughts or in our own feels. And what I would suggest is a mood interrupter, meaning get up immediately and interrupt the mood that you're in. Go out, get the mail, take a walk for 10 minutes, go out, go to Publix, get a sub, drive by the beach. You, but you have to force yourself to do that because I know it sounds silly. And if you're not, if you're a person that sh- suffers from depression or shitty thoughts, even going to get a sub sometimes can be a big deal. Oh yeah. All I'm saying is get your ass up. Know that you don't want to get up. Know mm. that. Know that's part of the process. No, I this is sucks. This is stupid. It's a mood interrupter. You're interrupting what you're doing. Mm. And I'm telling you, when you interrupt those bullshit moods, it you're gonna get out of your funk a lot quicker. They're yep. called mood mood interrupters and it can be on any level. Let's say you got a coworker that's being a dick face. Get out of the room. Walk away. Go get a candy bar. Mood. Have an interrupter of the mood. And I'm telling you, it will help you. I'm not saying it's going to be the cure-all, but it is something that will help you manage a lot better than what you're doing. Right. I like it. Thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Mood interrupter. Yeah, when you first said it, I thought someone walked in on me in the bedroom or something. Well, okay, you you and your girl are in a fucking annoying tiff, and it's annoying. Sounds accurate. Get up and go do something. Just walk out of the door? Just go see how it goes. Go get get a fucking cheese quesadilla and uh, Taco Bell. Whatever you got to do. Jaybird said... (laughs) <laughs> what are you gonna do to uh, like Vicky? It. What are your thoughts on that? But let's say you're in a pissy mood, and even sometimes you can be, you can be in a pissy mood, and you know you're the problem, and you know that you need to get out of that situation. Go outside, find yourself a nice tree, put your back up against the tree, and that tree will take care of all of that. It will ground you, and you will be back where you're supposed to be mood interrupter Mm -hmm. uh there's times where if we're working on a snack pack song or a jingle Mm -hmm. or something for kvj and it's just not hitting we will do something different yeah mood interrupter you gotta fucking kick yourself in the twat or dick sorry for the going for a walk's (laughs) easy that's an easy mood interrupter Yes, it is. I feel to... like that's impossible to kick your. It's almost like licking your elbow. It's I don't I don't think, even think it's possible. I can kick myself in the balls. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that one where you kick, like Indian style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you kick uh, right um, into your own crotch. Vicky, do I have consent to ask you a question? Okay. <laughs> if you had to, if if terrorists broke into my house right now and said, "Vicky, you have to kick yourself in the privates," could you do it? Yeah. Okay. I'm actually a little more limber than I look. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can kick my own. <laughs> Just saying. I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> I, I I can kick my own dick. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm bragging, and maybe I am, but I, I can. A uh, couple clips real quick. Uh, we got so many people saying they're already blowing their... New Year's resolutions. <laughs> They're not things <laughs> <say> neighbors, friends. <laughs> They're blowing their neighbors. They're blowing their New Year's resolutions. But here's something they, I think they just interrupted the mood. <laughs> I think we get I think we get so overwhelmed by if I have to exercise, I gotta do 45 minutes, or I gotta do an hour of this or that. I think we should start off small 
and gave ourselves a little bit of a pat in the back. Here's a little clip here. The benefit of just 10 minutes of physical activity, and this is a doctor talking about it. They looked at what did they do during the day? How much did they sleep? When were they active? When were they sedentary? If you shifted, downshifted from moderate or vigorous activity towards more sleep, sedentary behavior, or light activity, by about seven to 10 minutes, you lost about one to 2% of your cognitive ability. They speculate that it could be increasing your cerebral perfusion or the blood flow to your brain. It'll take that much to kind of go walk for 10 minutes. And I think that that 10 minutes a day could save your life. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's I, great. That, that, I think that's the medicine science behind, like, you know, these watches, um, the, like the wearable ones where they say, like, how many steps per day mm-hmm. you have. And you have to move at least 30 minutes, stand for at mm-hmm. least, you know, 10 hours, whatever, whatever it's said. Because they've done something that's called NEAT. It's like non-aerobic exercise thermogenesis or something so they said that like the guys or the people that go to crossfit and just grunt and throw weight around and ropes rip their rotator cuff and all that other stuff yeah Yeah, they don't actually burn as much fat as the people that are active Mm -hmm. all day not when i say active like Walking into the grocery store, you know, like non-working dick, just integrating movement into their day, right? And that was that movie, uh, or excuse me, that book, um, Blue Zones, where they studied the most centurions, the most people that lived above yes, hundred, and they yes. had the different places around the world. The blue. That was a huge factor about just being active, not not, you know, a going lot of and it was that killing yourself for thirty, sixty minutes. You know, you're right. Let's go ahead and change the tone to robots we talk about robots a lot on this program are we going to get to a point where we have to tip robots we have to <laughs> tip well over? no tip them as a, a robot makes you a delicious cold cut combo vicky you love it and they go hello vicky and thank you and here is my sandwich <laughs> where's just, my where's my tip they're coughing gently and holding their hand <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's a clip right here that talks about the future of robots and tipping and where we're going. I normally wouldn't mind a automatic 10% tip for making my drink, but you're a robot. Huh. There's things now going on where you can tip robots. They automa- the, the automatic or the whatever the robot bullshit term is, you have to tip them. And I'm telling y'all right now, if you think humans are not going to get emotionally attached to to robots like a pet, hundred percent, and they're yes. going to fight for their rights, you're out of your fucking mind. And it's happening, and it's already robot rights is already a thing. And I know it's goofy. It's it's on Twitter, and it, in ten years, this is going to be a fucking thing, Becky. Totally. Well, I found an article that I saw the other day, but it's the, uh, I think you guys were kind of talking about it too with that algorithm, but the first AI powered robot lawyer, would you want a robot lawyer defending you in court? It's AI powered. It just, it, it knows cases and it supposedly can handle your case. I want the lawyer to defend me. I don't want to go against it. That's bullshit if it's against it. It says me. represent no. defendant in court. And the, I guess the first uh, case of this is going to be next month. I've ch- I played chess against those kind of people on like online chess, and I do not want them to be the attorney on the other side. Vicky, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Okay, Vicky, <laughs> l- let me ask you. You have a daughter. Is it possible 
in 10 years, 15 years, she could be with a robotic person as a partner. That might be the only one that could put up with her. Damn! Oh. <laughs> Just saying. He's like, I've been working all day to come home to this. <laughs> They'd have robot fights. But, but are, are we are we heading to that? 100%. I, I think we are. I think we, we're going to we get. We know how excited you are. <laughs> but I, I think we are going to get to a point where it's going to be people are going to say robot Beckett. The robot version of Beckett is just as important as the real Beckett. And that's fucking weird. No. Or am I going to sound like. A dick face in 30 years we go, this Pennington guy was so against the robot agenda and he wanted to keep the robots down. Am I the asshole, Dennis? I'd love to see a robot bird. I'd just like to see how, <laughs> I'd like to see how that played out. That'd be hilarious. Oh, he would be so tortured. Well, <laughs> He's tortured. We, we, so already, tortured. we already protect inanimate uh, objects like, uh, like you preserve historic buildings, right? And, yeah. Yes! And yeah. people become attached to like the 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 memory and the whatever imagine if you had imagine if elvis or prince had their own personal robot that people got to know Not a and, prince talk. and like all that stuff <laughs> and then prince passes away and it's still prince's robot and it still has the memories associated with that you think people are going to want to see it i mean one of my favorite movies i cried in was um the one with the robot with the tractor tracks uh on it wally no, it wasn't Wally. Daryl. Love. No, it's where like they give him a mohawk. Short circuit. Short circuit. Oh, yeah. love that. Oh, short circuit. Geez, Damn, what Beckett a... is such a pussy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, short circuit. Short circuit too. Yeah, you got a short. I mean, and I'm a pussy. When, when he ra- that's too much. When he ran out of power, that was sad. Oh was yeah, sad. it is. It was sad. Trey used horse in the swamp. Is sad. I fucking love Beckett. <laughs> We're the same dog. Yeah. So funny. We, I thought you were referencing something much newer. <laughs> I thought he was. I, I, I robot. Even go to short I, the dog dies. I wrote something fucking. I was playing the audience. I thought there was a greater <laughs> chance of Jaybird liking it. Sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh, I love man. it. That's hilarious. That's, that's good stuff, Beckett. Um, but you know the movie uh, with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Her? Yeah, yeah I didn't like that. Movie. You didn't like yeah. it? I don't know, man. I watch it, it, it. You ever watch a movie where you're into it and you're you're engaged, but after 57 minutes of being engaged, you kind of get bitter and annoyed, and you just make a fucking pizza because it's a little slow. It. It's slow. That's kind of where kinda, I tapped out. About 58 minutes. Vicky, do you get that? It reminded me of Not Black the Mirror. pizza part. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, to go back, and I know I sound like a broken record. Twilight Zone, really. Ahead of its time, if that I mean, I some people could s- consider that slow in the beginning too. Black Mirror, Black Mirror. I had a that's panic. what her reminds me of. But my, 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 my point is, with the Twilight Zone thing, was he was a criminal. They sent him off to this island. He was by himself. Yes. But they 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 made him a robot woman, and he fell in love with her. And she was so human to the point where they finally came back to the 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 land mm-hmm. to say, you know what, you no longer have to be here. You've served your time. You're back to Earth. He goes, I don't want to leave. They go, well, because uh, I, I want to I wanna bring her with me. Can I bring her? No, we cannot bring her with you. We had to destroy her. He said, fuck that. I want to stay here with my love. He fell in love with a robot. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me people won't fall in love with a robot? Love is they love. Will. Dude, they, they will. They will absolutely fall in love with a robot. Without a doubt. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. They will. They're programmed to be lovable. 
Yeah. All right. I, I, I know that's not the future you want, bro. This, this I, is one of the reasons why Elon Musk said that AI, even though he created Chat GT five or whatever mm. that everyone's using now, which of course he did, uh, he said that artificial intelligence is the greatest threat oh, to yeah. it is. Yeah, humans. All right, we've got to probably wrap Skynet. it up. We've been going so long. You know, last week, uh, you know, unfortunately, we weren't here, and Vicky's been sick. Uh, the, the other time, we. A lot of material, and we've got so much for next week as well. Stoked. Um, we're going to go ahead and end it tonight. You guys, great time. Uh, it was a blast. Time. Everyone had a I great, misread the clap. We're not clapping. Great time. <laughs> 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 That's a great job. That's a great job. everybody. Uh, it's time to do our local artist, y'all. Oh, nice. And it's the first time that we're whenever is going to do some hip hop. Now, this is, I want to make sure I, I get his name right, Mikey Ives. The Mikey Ives. He's local. This is his rap song called Symphony. Denny's, uh, I guess, in pure hip-hop form, spin that shit. Thank you all for listening. We love you all. And Bigfoot is real. Send me your original shit. <laughs> Yeah, this is the symphony, simply put. Push me, I'm close to the edge. Sick of this industry, cut me a check. Don't give a fuck what they says. Heard of me, yes. Here I come hot off the press. All in the news, but not in the flesh. Heard y'all been talking the mess. Walking the plank, settler boy solving the deck. Show some respect, put him in check. Good thing you hosts and back. On to the next, you buy some local rum and hopes to gain you sex. <laughs> This is for those who know the Beano, the Timothy, rich and in red, thoroughly bred, surely been screwed in the head. Now I throw two to the two to the This is the symphony, look at me now. You stuck on my history, wow, I'm hitting it now. Now you be lifting your brow, checking me out. Different the style, I'm getting it now. You just be head in the clouds, dead in the dead in the mouse. Wow, now we're in this getting relaxed. This is the simile, simply put, without a like of a Nas. Lightning fast, got him a queen. Brooklyn, a pace and a pad and a team. Had me a dream of the queen. Castle in everything. Cassie is clay in the ring. That's vicious, hate you think. Hate is a blink. They make it, making them shrink. Go see a doc, claiming they aiming to be. Biggie a pop, figure they not. Do not compare to a devil of God. Jesus a witness for beating the odds. I'm a repeat at the pause. Nobody beating the INSD with a beat in a box. I'm a repeat at the I'm a repeat at them pause. After you eat up them bars, leaving you drowsy. How does he do it? Evening stars, easily flew. It's easy we do, it's easy we does it. We can relate to the public, straight to the subject. You was an eight to an onion. Golden goose eggs in my bakery doesn't. Faking we doesn't. This is the symphony, simply put. Push me, I'm close to the edge. Sick of this industry, cut me a check. Don't give a fuck what they says. Heard of me, yes. Here I come hot off the press. All in the news, but not in the flesh. Heard y'all been talking the mess. Walking the plank, settler boy solving the deck. This guy an enemy, never been rotten. From mental, my mentally off. The devil just sent me a bargain. Up the wrong tree, I get barking. Liquor and sedatives. Said it would never be pardoned, never departed. Merrily wet. Forever, no sense in your noggin. Sensitive object. Go spending every deposit. All of your breath. On to the next. Right till I'm blue in the face. Hands are red. For share with embodied and said. There go they bodied and dead. Hop in your jet. Know you've been dodging the threat. All of the garbage you said. Minimum wage, I garnish your head. Rap, hip hop, pop. Pop stars, you better be watching your neck. Dropping a check, yeah, bet. But with all due respect, you will get none from me. You 
have gotten too comfortably Come from the street, now you just mumble and tweet Sound like you numb in the teeth Your bird brain, breadcrumbs, red rum Get you some, coming with beef Yeah